right, guys, welcome to the Street Cop Podcast. Today we have our guest, Rob Farrell. He's an instructor with Street Cop Training. Uh, I was glad to hear get a phone call from Rob on Friday that he wanted to come in and do the podcast. So we're here today. We're going to discuss some things. Hopefully you'll find some value. Without further ado, Robert Ferrero, Sergeant Robert Ferrero. And you don't have to discuss the agency where you work if you want to keep that. No, that's fine. Okay. So, Rob, uh, you could just tell us a little about yourself when you started your career and uh, what you're known for. <laughs> I'm known for a lot of things. but um, <laughs> So I started in 2007. I'm a, uh, I'm a sergeant in Warren Township, Somerset County, New Jersey. Been there for shit, 14 years now. Um, you know, started off as a patrolman. Did that for about seven years. Went to our detective bureau. Got promoted out of a detective bureau. Back to the road as a, uh, as a patrol sergeant. Um, yeah, so I've been doing that. I've been rocking the road ever since. I love the road. I'm a road guy. I, I, uh, you know, I, I started my career. I love working the road. Nights. I work nights now. I've been working nights for the past three years. So, um, you know, I got, a, I got an early start. I got lucky. I had a good partner when I, uh, you know, when I first started. We, we, we made some really good lockups, had some really good jobs, and, uh, you know, it's kind of grown from there. I, uh, as we begin this conversation, I think about uh, the conversations you and I usually have and how we're going to try to have an adult conversation. Yeah, we'll try our very best. Now in this forum, it's going to be extremely difficult. So if you're listening to this podcast, uh, me and Rob are going to try to be as authentic as possible but without being ourselves as we usually are as, uh, you know, I don't know how to describe it other than real pieces of crap to each other. Y- yeah, in a fun way. Yeah. In yeah. a fun way. Uh, dude, when you say you're productive or, or you're getting good jobs, maybe paint some context of some of the things that you are known for, not just the the saying just some jobs. Rob uh, has this thing about not tooting his own horn, but the reality is, is Rob is a very well-known interdiction officer here in the state of New Jersey and responsible for significant uh, amounts of seizures, um, you know, and, and apprehension of criminals and, and stolen cars and all that. Give him a little more context. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, I have this big thing. It's not for me. It's not all about, you know, the drugs and guns and money. That's all great. Love it. You know, take any, any of those, um, any day of the week, but, you know, I'm all about stopping crime, whether it's, you know, stolen cars, you know, we deal with, I work a, a small part of an interstate highway when I can, if I could get 10 hours a week on there, that's a lot. Um, I work that little small section of highway that connects New York to Eastern Pennsylvania, Eastern, Eastern and Central, South Central Pennsylvania. And um, if I could get out there and do stuff, I mean, we see it all organized retail theft, credit card fraud, uh, stolen autos, uh, residential burglaries. I mean, I even talk about my class, uh, you know, cooking oil and diesel theft. You know, it's all out there. And, and I talk about all that stuff. I love it. If it's any, any sort of crime, I'm on it. So, yeah, I, you know, dude, I, I, I put hands down people should know that you are very, very effective and you are no stranger to high level interdiction of crime on the highways. And, and by the way, to expand them on what he's saying, even even I mean, you think about it, it travels on the highway human sex trafficking, right? You've been dealing with a lot oh, of human yeah. trafficking. Yeah, that's big now. This, I mean, we've had, um, just yesterday, we, you know, there was a stop that, that my agency had, um, you know, involving, you know, human trafficking is huge this time of year. You know, there are, uh, you know, people coming up from the South, uh, you know, to the big city, to New York, to Jersey, to work. Uh, it's, it's big. And there's a lot of money in it, too. And it's run by organizations that are also involved in drugs, you know, uh, gun trafficking back to Central America. It, there, it, so it's all tied in. You know, it's interesting. I always say to people, if your chief or your administration doesn't like the training that we're doing, I, I would have no issue with sitting down with them if they agree to and holding a press conference, because we're not just here teaching people how to find drugs. The reason we find drugs a lot is because there's a lot of goddamn drugs. 
But in reality, when you learn the skills and the traits, it'll save your life and it'll save the life of another. And if your agency doesn't believe uh, in in anything more than writing tickets, you know, like stopping kids from being kidnapped, sure. child sex yeah. trafficking, uh, terrorist attacks, active shooters, you will you will stop these people. Think about the guy from Tennessee, right? Now, Nashville PD does a good job. Those six guys and girls go out there and they, they evacuate all this shit that goes on. There's a lot to come to fruition of that. They'll have a lot more explanation. But, you know, I, I know for a fact that Nashville PD does not want their guys and girls doing proactive work. You know what I mean? So what would have happened? Uh, you know, unfortunately, in this circumstance, he could have detonated the bomb if he was stopped. But what would have happened if he would have killed 25 people? Maybe a cop, you know, took took him out, uh, you know, stopped him. 46 blocks out of where he went and detonated that bomb. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is the real reality of the kind of work we're emphasizing. Now, that's a very dangerous situation. And it's highly unlikely that people are going to encounter a roadside bomb like that one that went off there. But uh, the reality is, how is that not a priority for your police agency? How is your life not a priority for them? You know what I mean? Uh, how are you not giving people the skills they need to know when something's bad? Like, you know, when, when you're in the presence of crime. Because the same the same factors and behaviors will, you know, be be displayed when you're when you're dealing with somebody who's looking to cause harm to a police officer. Sure, sure. Um, what do you want to talk about today, dude? Yeah, dude. I mean, um, you know, uh, yeah, I I try to um, you know I, I emphasize in my training. Um, you know, I talk about um, just going out there and and doing a job. I think the you know the best guys in this business. They're out there doing it. They're out there practicing it, and really, you know, sitting on the side of the road, uh, watching cars, watching traffic. You know, get your, you know, I like guys I work with all the time. I drive by them. I live in a town I work in, so I drive by them and I see them sometimes with their, with their heads buried in their phones or in their in their MDT, and they're you know doing whatever they they're doing, but they're missing all this stuff that's driving driving by. I mean, I, I I'm not exaggerating. I probably I probably look at five thousand cars. A day, you know, during my shift, at least mm-hmm. five, ten thousand. I don't know. I right. don't know what the number is, but I watch every single car that passes me. Every single car that I try to look at the the car, where it's from, what it looks like on the outside, how many people are in it. You know, do I get any reactions? You have to watch every single car. I can't. I was just having this conversation with someone the other day too. Just get your heads out of your phone. Get them off. You know, just start watching traffic. Dude, you know what's interesting is when you say a number like that, you'll have people who would understand what police work looks like and they'll advocate like, you know, it looks bad. You're profiling out there. Like and I would tell people if I was profiling based on a biased reason, that means I'd have to stop a car. I don't know. Every 10 seconds for it to be valuable or, or to, to give to give any kind of validation to that claim. So on that note as well, don't let people tell you what you're doing when you're not doing it. You know, I would tell people. When I was field training younger guys and girls, if somebody advocates to you that the reason they're being stopped is a racial reason, don't feed into it because you know it wasn't, right? That's not the name of the game. It's not how we do things. So, well, just watch the videos in the group. I mean, you, you see these people, you'll say, wow, that's, you know, 60-year-old man, 70-year-old man. You know, I've had them all from, from young kids to old people, um, you know, every single race, every ethnicity, every gender. Um it's all out there. And it's like I say, it's just not one crime. It's just not drugs or guns or stolen cars. It's we're talking about everything here. People of all different races, religions, ethnicities, the gender are involved in every single crime. It doesn't matter. There's no there's no profile for it. 
You know, it's yeah, doesn't exist. Do you think that police officers, because they're hyper focused on drugs and guns, will miss a lot of things on a traffic all the time? I'm the biggest offender of it all the time. I remember I, I as as a young guy searching cars because you know you either had the odor of marijuana or you had something in plain view or you had consent and taking a bag of jewelry and moving it to the side and you know looking for you know whatever mm-hmm. you're looking for and then later on thinking what the fuck did this guy have all this jewelry for female ju- woman's jewelry i mean you know and then you know who know and then you see a a message a, a track message a couple of days later you know hey and you know oh <laughs> shit, you know I, mean, uh, you know I do one of these because you know i don't want to look like a fool but yeah it's 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 everything well dude it comes with with time and yeah. practice think about this there are so many there are just so many people who are police officers are out there trying to do proactive work. What happens when those guys and girls are, are not in the field? What happens when you get the, when everybody else is out there, right? Like the guys and girls who are not trying to be proactive, the ones who are just reactionary. I mean, crime is just a free for all at that point. Absolutely. Do we, we, the, us, the street, co- I call us the street cops, right? I tell them, even the guys that, you know, the, the hard chargers, the proactive cops, if it's not for us, man, the world goes to crap. It really Isn't does. It crazy? It, it, and people don't, you know, it's it's odd. I mean, look at these cities who have, you know, you have some of the best cops, best detectives in the world in NYPD, you know, and now they're they're pulling resources away from them and they're taking people and they're reallocating them into different units, taking them out of the street crimes unit, you know, or the gun, whatever. And look what's happening. Crime is skyrocketing because you're taking your best cops and you're moving them out of these these units. And it's it. I mean. The proof is in the pudding, like that. You know, it's oh, there. It's, what are you, what, thousand murders this year going to have? Some, yeah, some, some. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're up there. And think about and and look where we've come in, like medicine too. People, I mean, now you could, you, you know, you get shot. You know, they, you're you get shot seven times. You know, they take you to University Hospital in Newark, and you're out that afternoon. You know, <laughs> 25, 30 years ago, you weren't. They didn't have the medicine and the you know the 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 technology to help. Now we're keeping people alive and you're still seeing a thousand homicides or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't know the exact number, but uh, I know that they're up like 200, 300% yeah. from last year. And, and this comes down to an administration who has, you know, I think about this stuff all the time. I don't let it cloud my head, but I think about the stupid people that vote and what they get. Cause they're too stupid to pick the right person. Yes. Right. You know what I mean? It's like there's dumb because they're, they, well, they don't know any about it. Right. Either. They're just, you know, they're, they're, they see what's on the news. They see what's in the media. They read what's on social media or online. Um, they don't know that that there are there are people out there that really they are the line between good and evil, man. They really are. It's dude, I'm you know. telling you, like people don't get it. You know, they don't get uh, you know, like we had a lieutenant who used to call us the necessary evil, right? He said, Yeah, they don't like you, but they need you. Yeah. I'm gonna read this post. Uh I have I po- I shared it on my Instagram page, Street Cop Training uh Instagram. It was I I clipped it from uh Jermaine Dupree. Who uh, out of the Atlanta? This is this is what they're dealing with now. He goes, if you, this is what he wrote. If you really come from the A, it's time for us to come together and stop all this shooting shit at Lennox and and now Phipps. The police need to get tougher. The profiling needs to go code red. And I can give a fuck about y'all getting mad about me saying this. Little kids getting shot is whack. Uh, yeah, you know. Hey, listen, we're, you want to open your arms up and have us back? That's fine. But don't think we're going to go through this cycle over and over again. You know you. You asked, you asked to have no police, and now what you have in turn is people losing their lives. Um, this, this rhetoric of that police are the enemy is absolutely insane. And by the way, I'm empathetic to the idea that some people have experienced things uh, in their life that I have not, right? Like, I, I'm sure that things have happened, but today's current police state, is, it's not like that, right? I'm not saying it didn't happen 50, 60 years ago, 
but it's not like that. And, and what it comes down to is I try to explain to people, this is not malicious police intent. This is a lack of training, right? That's sure. what it comes down to. I mean, yeah. if you really think about all the problems in police work, it comes down to a lack of training. Yeah. Everything from the bad leadership all the way down comes from a lack of training. And this is not an opportunity for me to promote street cop training, but that's a real big motivation of why we exist. That's the biggest challenge for us is, is, is lack of training. We don't get enough. I mean, we, I always say, I tell people, we go to the range twice a year. Are you proficient in anything you do twice a year? Are you, are you really proficient with a handgun if you go there twice a year? Should we go once a month? You know, are we proficient because we review a policy uh, for domestic violence or police pursuits once a year or twice a year? No, these are things that you have to, but it's also, it's on you as well as the cop. We know, I, I, I can't even tell you how much training I went to in my own time. How many vacation days oh, yeah. I burned, how much money I spent. Oh yeah. You know, I, you know, Hey babe, sorry. We're not, you know, can't, can't get you this this year. Cause I'm going to whatever training out in Pennsylvania or Ohio or, or yeah. Florida. It, and dude, it yeah, paid off. Yeah. It's got to, it, you know, sometimes it's on, on you to go to training. So I always say that like, you know, pick yourself. Don't wait to be picked. Yeah. Just pick yourself if you can, right. You got to follow your SOPs and all that, that shit. But, um, you know, pick yourself. Um, I, I had my train. I thought, I got, you know, I got to bring a notepad with me and sit here and do that. Oh, oh you know what I was going to say? I find it interesting. And I said this in a video recently in the, in the Facebook group, um, that the thought of, how many thousands of recruits this year will spend hours with an ass baton hitting a bag yelling, get back, get back. <laughs> uh, and how we're wasting our time, dude. It's just, it's, it's nuts. Nobody in the history of ass batons, police work uh, and riot control has ever yelled, get back, get back and did a forward uh, swing at the shins of a person trying to beat the shit out of them. I use, I've used it twice in my career. Both times were to uh, beat a, a deer off the road. <laughs> So I could get it to the side and shoot it and put it down. Because oh, I, you're trying to hit them and get them off yeah, the road? Yeah. Pepper spray them and, and hit them with the baton <laughs> so they can flop off the road. Because if I throw around and it ricochets off their head or something, it bounces off the pavement. I don't want to, you know, owe, owe somebody a window. You've dragged some deer off and yeah. shot them. Yeah. Yeah, but you try to drag a big deer, get hurt. Yeah, if he's still bucking around. Oh, yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> Most people say it's a good back scratcher. <laughs> well, my favorite one, a guy wrote. That he uses it to hit the, the call button at the Sally port <laughs> because he can't reach it from its window. I believe uh, it, yeah. And people are romantic with the past, this idea of, oh, the way it's been done is it's just fun. It's not. It's horrendous. I mean, literally, what the one of the biggest things I'm thinking of now is how do we fix basic course and how do we fix field training? I mean, yeah. the two most important parts. Dude, here's one of the craziest things, right? We were given this baton. We were given all this stuff. You know, you were trained on this in the academy. Great. Thank you. Thank you for giving me more information. Um Dude, the crate, like, why weren't we given tourniquets? I know. Why didn't we get, tur you know, it's how many lives have tourniquets saved? That's just a new, that's, you know, the past five years, everybody's talking tourniquets. Now you see them carrying, you know, got, you know, years ago, where was that, where was that training 15, 20 years ago? Nowhere. Nowhere. Dude, yeah. I got on a job in 2001. There was no, no such yeah. talk. Um, and that's why we're bringing things forward. I think Sean Barnett from his class just got a message yesterday where the guy took his class, it was and you know what, dude? It's not the sexiest class when you see it on paper, right? It's medical trauma response. Oh, my God. That's invaluable. Dude, I mean, and people, people like literally will see that, and they'll see your class or mine or Kenny's. And like, oh, I want to go hit loads. But, dude, like, what do you do when you get shot, right? Like, what do you yeah. do when your partner's shot? Like, you know, you got to start yeah. prioritizing sexiness versus important. By the way, he does a phenomenal program, and a guy wrote to him and said, you know, what I learned in that class, did XXX saved a life, and I have you to thank for it. Yeah. So there's these, you know, we're, we're here, we're at the street cop training company. 
obviously built on this proactive feel, this interdiction feel. But we're bringing a lot more stuff to the table because it's important for everybody to know how to do this job and how to do it well. You're right, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah when you get down to it, man, this is, I mean, what's the job about? It's about saving lives, whether it's, it's you know, grabbing a couple kilos off the street, saving somebody from overdosing, whether it's getting some guns that are going to some gang members, whether it's, you know, applying a tourniquet properly. It, it's Choking about, kid, right? Choking kid. Or you stop a kidnapped, uh, you know, a victim, you know, in a, in a car that, that was kidnapped. You know, I have a story I, I share in my class where I stopped the car coming out of one of our gas stations. And I go up to the, I'm talking to the driver. As soon as I get up to the car, he turns around and says to the uh, female passenger, um, this is like a weekday, 3 a.m., like 12-year-old girl in the back seat says to him in Spanish, hey, if, if, they, uh, if they ask any questions, you tell them I'm your father. And I speak Spanish. I'm Cuban. You know, I hear that. I go, bro, what's up with this? You know? mm-hmm. And long story short, senior guy shows up, says, hey, bro, we don't stop cars after 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, put him back in the car, kick him loose, which I did. And it beats me up. I'm like, mm. you know, it wasn't drugs. It wasn't, but did I, could I have saved a, a victim from being, you know, uh, human trafficked at that mm. time? I don't know. You know, it's uh, a tough thing to deal with, yeah. dude. And think about all the stops these cops make and have no idea what they do. They don't even know what they're in the presence of. Even, even some of these people out there playing laser tag with bumpers and running radar, they're probably running across things. I don't even know. All what the time. Doing. All the time. We had a, uh, there was a police department down here uh, in Jersey. And a couple of days earlier, I think I think 36 or 40 hours earlier, there was a robbery with a homicide in Edison, right? Edison, New Jersey. Guy walks into a uh, gas station at like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, puts a bullet in the cashier's head, robs the place, takes off. Now, they don't beat feet out of Jersey. They end up getting pulled over for a, a, a traffic infraction pretty close to my office here. I'm not going to say the agency name because they've had an administration change. They're sending people to training now. They realize it. But this cop, uh, I know the investigator on the job. He says, dude, you got to see this video. It's crazy. This cop stops this car and has no idea what he's dealing with. And he get, lets him go on a, on, a, uh, on a warning, right? So they haven't stopped him. They're calling this cop like, you didn't notice anything? He's never been trained. He's out there, thinks tickets is police work. And he's out there with his head up his ass. How close he probably was to death that day of that man yeah. just taking his fucking life. And what's crazy is the proceeds from the robbery from a later confession we're in the trunk of that car. The car was found two months later, 60 days later, in South Carolina, burnt in, in the woods. They would have risked, they would have had so much more material evidence to convict for that conviction, that murder and robbery, if this cop just had a fucking clue, dude. dude. If he went to training and applied just a fraction of it, you would have, in five minutes, he would have known. You know, if he went to any, right. any instructor's training, he would have known in five minutes. And you know what? And if it wasn't anything after those five minutes, then he would have kicked them loose, and that would have. But I'm, I guarantee you, if he wouldn't any, any sort of training, street cop training, he would have realized there was something else going on in that traffic stop. Maybe it wasn't drugs, maybe it wasn't money, but it was a homicide suspect that was driving through some, you know, some back street in some town. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm even racking my brain of how do we get this? Because, dude, I, I don't. Not everything's for monetary interest. Like, how do we get? Some of this training out to recruits while they're in the academy. You know, people say to me, "Oh, can I come to your training?" I'm I'm in the academy. I'm an auxiliary. I'm a, of course, like, of course, dude, you're on our side. You're coming. You know, if you, you, you can come. I'm a military cop. You know, can I come? Of course. Yeah, you, dude, you got some, you know what? It should be mandatory to go to, you know, a, a training like yours out of the academy. Mandatory, you know, where you talk about, you know, the, the, uh, the hindering and the, you know, the, the name game. How many, how many cops get beat every day on the oh, name? Dude, and then they just, you write, 
you, you could write a fucking ticket to Mickey Mouse, some of these cops, and they, they give them the ticket and and okay, see you in court. Okay, thanks, buddy. I'll see you in court. All Kenny right. had a load uh, that he, tw- now twice in the past year, he had one, he had 125 pounds of weed in suitcases in F-150. Did he tell you about that one? No. Nah. Guy had a ticket six hours earlier. Yeah. And it, for, for like, you know, uh, like th- like 22 over the speed limit. And let me not just, let me just jump in here for a second. I know that we, we argue the people who are trying to, uh, who are committing crimes are not trying to stick out on the road. What do I think happened there? The guy was in the desert driving an F-150 Super Crew. I have one. Uh, dude, they're like Cadillacs. You know, you're not yeah. paying attention. You're up there 90 plus, easy piece of cake. Oh, shit. Like there's nobody around, you know? Um, and, and that's the second time he called that guy. He goes, you know, this guy had 125 pounds of weed in the car. Has no idea what he's doing, this yeah. trooper, right? Idaho or some shit like that, you know? Uh, he's like, I, the guy has no clue. He's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. He's like, for what? You don't know how to do anything except write a goddamn ticket. Yeah, I don't, and I, don't I mean, a, a little part of me blames them, but, you know, a lot of that comes, I think agencies should take the perspective. Yeah, and they should send guys. I mean, you want good cops, right? You want the best, the best trained, the best paid. We know all that. That's not going to happen everywhere. You know, the best equipped, best equipment, best training, and best pay is going to get you the best cops. But send them the training. You have to. I, I think it's, it's, it's on the agency. I think there's a liability there for you to inform and, and have your cops taught the right way. They don't. They don't care, dude. Some of them don't. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. I'm fortunate enough to work for an agency where, where they, you know, my chief cares. You know, um, you ask them for a piece of equipment, they, they get it for you. Um, you know, some, they, it's, it's scary. But how could you not? It, it's Dude, it, because there's no accountability because it'll be, hey, we did our best, right? And I think about that, that traffic stop in that town where that chief, this ancient dinosaur they couldn't wait to get rid of. Um, and I could just hear in my head, if this guy had been killed in the line of duty on that traffic stop, shot in the face, having no training, you know, and a lot of these guys do lose their lives because of a lack of a training and, and lack of basically it comes all down to training. But, um, you know, I, I could just hear him. Oh, you know, we did our best. Like, you know, no responsibility. And yeah, now we no, you didn't. Yeah. yeah. Their guys were their guys are taught to go out and hammer down tickets all day. And I, I've watched it, dude. I've watched the traffic guys that I work with literally have no. Inch, they don't even I'm watching their, their tactics. I'm like, what are, what are these guys you know, 40 tickets a day is not worth your life. Dude, we're all, we're all guilty of it. I'm telling you, I, I, and I don't want to be the, the guy who keeps telling stories, but I remember stopping a guy, you know, they were, you know, I was getting, hey, you got, you got to bring your numbers up type thing. So I stop a guy. Uh, I'm, I go up to the car. He's looking for his, uh, for his um, registration or something in a backpack that's on the passenger seat. He pulls out a, a gun that looks like a, a lighter. It looks like a gun. And it took like four or five seconds for it to even click. I'm like, if that was a real gun, he could have, he could have off me right there. And but I was so programmed to, I mean, this is years ago. This is 12, 13 years ago. I was so programmed to, hey, you know, they want to see some more numbers from you. They want, And we're, I was just worried about, let me get your insurance card. Because if you don't give it to me, then I'm going to have to tell your car. Or I'm going to have to hammer you that ticket too. So let me try and give you a break or whatever. But it, it happens. And we all fall victim to that. that but you got to, you know, training is, you know, go, I've been to your, tra- as, as an instructor for the company, I've been to your training. Because I think it's good. I think it's good to, to yeah. see someone else's perspective. Thanks, babe. You're welcome. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. So, Appreciate I didn't pay for it. My agency did, so thank them. Yeah. So. <laughs> we have, uh, I actually asked uh, somebody else that comes to my training. Uh, we have January 11th. So it's today's, today's 12, 28, 20. Um, on January 11th, we have a training course. But then I have another one that same week, the 13th, in Bergen County. And I asked one of our instructors to make sure he comes there. Because I, I, you know, I, I do want everybody to know when they're posed with a question of giving at least good answers if they're going to decide to answer them regarding case law. 
leave responsibility, dude. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to answer it and accept the challenge, well, you better know what you're talking about because, um, I'll decline questions. Hey, what do you think about this? You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah. You know, you want to ask me money laundering questions? We'll get you somebody. I don't, the wrong guy. There's not a lot of case law on money laundering because a lot of people don't know how to do it. We got a guy who's going to work for the company to do money laundering. He was out of uh, South Jersey uh, with the prosecutor's office down there. I don't want to say the name. Uh, sharp guy, man, knows it all. He's like, dude, let's take, let's, let's get the money. Yeah, it's a whole different animal. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to, and you know, now, now we're going to go into teaching everybody how to, you know, you get the guy in the stop, you hit, 2,000 bags of heroin, we're going to freeze his accounts in an hour and take all yeah. his money. You yeah. know? And that's what he said. He's like, dude, we'll take, we'll take it all. He's like, why should, you know, we'll prove it later on. We'll freeze it all. Yeah. We'll hold on to yeah. it. And everybody can be doing this from patrol division standpoint. He's like, you don't need a detective to pull this off. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, it's just a lack of training, dude. And, and to this day, it's a lack of training. You know, I, this is episode number who, who knows, you know, we're, we're in the, you know, nine to 15 episodes of this podcast. We're trying to put some stuff out. We're using content from the group. Um, I just continue to try to improve on this and, and get better with it. And episode 68 is going to sound tremendously different from what, from out here being a practitioner, listening to other podcasts, listening to myself on these podcasts, trying to improve on that as well. Dude, we're going to bring a lot of training to this world. Um, that's going to really vastly improve how cops do things. I really do. When you go to uh, the street cop training again, not to just promote it cause we're here, yeah. but, and, and I work for you, but um, with, 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 with yeah, yeah, correct with, um, but the resources that are out there that you learn from going to these classes, there's so much stuff out there that, that I didn't know about. I, I think back now, 15 years, 14 years ago when I started, if I knew about this, Oh, it would have, I would have, you yeah. know, it would be a game changer. I tell people, I'm like, case law did, I mean, case law. I could do an investigation on the side of the road on somebody and know everything about them in five minutes, where they've been at, you know, what they've been arrested for, you know, who who they've been stopped with in five minutes that years, even when I was a detective, I didn't have access to any of that. I would have to call other agencies, you know, submit a, you know, request to, you know, an Intel center or whatever. I got that all at my fingertips now. It's scary. It's dangerous mm-hmm. what you could do with it. Mm-hmm. And in five minutes, you could break somebody. Oh, yeah. That's great, dude. Um, well, there's obviously a lot, of, uh, a lot of things that need to be solved. Rob, give some advice to – you can either choose to be the newer cops, the existing cops, the ones who are finally getting perspective. What's your thoughts? Give maybe, maybe one to three pieces of advice on anybody uh, who's looking to – improve who's found themselves attracted to the brand here right to the brand of street cop training to the the movement to the feeling to the sentiment to the logo of people like us do things like this you found the people you've been looking for right yeah yeah well here's here's one thing that i think everybody needs to do everybody that's been to the training at least should should go or should go to the training one thing you need to do that we don't do enough um or that that we actually do but we don't know how to how to uh, explain it or how to articulate it is Trust your gut. And try, I talk about trusting your intuition. And there's actually like scientific studies out there that, that show like your intuition, your gut, that feeling we get when we think something's up is based on prior knowledge and experience. Oh, interesting. So what do we put in our reports? Like a fight or flight type of deal? Yeah, with anything. I mean, you know how many, how many times have people said, you know, you see a post on the group or in another group, hey, I stopped this car. Something wasn't right. No, something, some, yeah, you're right. Something wasn't right. Something was wrong. You just couldn't articulate it. You couldn't figure it out because you didn't have the resources, the training. You have the gut. Your gut's right. It's, you're, you're, you've been a cop for 10 years, 15 years. Something's telling you something's wrong, and you need to follow that and trust your gut. Now, I know that you know, that's not enough, but we aren't articulating that right now. You know, so you, know, you have to 
If I showed you one of my reports, you'd be like, what, dude, this is like nine pages of, of nonsense. Well, no, it's, that's nine pages of my gut, of my, my brain, my gut, everything working together, telling you, this is what I saw. This is why I, this is what I, artic I articulated. This is why I did this. This is why I did that. Um, you know, we have to trust our gut. You, you think using the RAS checklist along with that? Oh my God. How good is that tool? Uh, yeah. Uh, another thing that if you had 10 or 15 years ago, that, you know, even if you could go after a stop, you go back and look. I know some people say, well, am I going to bring up my phone on a stop and look through the RAS checklist? No. Look at it. When you're sitting there at 3 a.m., instead of watching Netflix or what, look at that. Memorize it and say, well, look, check mark, check mark, check mark, mm -hmm. check mark, something's up. You know, maybe I have to take this to the next step. Yeah, but that's that's the hunch. And, and I get that call a lot. People will say, hey, we had this car stopped. Uh, you know, I, I knew he was dirty. I just... uh I didn't think I had enough to hold him there to call for a dog. I said, well, there's probably 17 things going on that you could articulate. You just haven't had the training yet. Yeah. Or, or you're, you're, you're there, man. Keep practicing. Like, it'll get easier. Just keep doing it and keep doing it. That's why I tell people, you know, if you follow some of the certain practices we tell you to do, which are very, very vanilla practices, you will get far more experienced uh, in dealing with people who are criminals, who have things search incident to arrest, you know, focusing on warrant services on people in cars, passengers in cars, right? Stuff sure, like that. Yeah. You're going to get better at understanding things rather quickly rather than running radar. What do you really learn? You know, I know. Yeah. And by the way, we were, let me just also preamble that by saying we're aware. We're aware of the agencies that have no choice. We're aware of the aid. But if you have a choice, why would you choose to run radar rather than go out and have impact on society? And, you know, people will argue anybody who you're, what I found out recently for me is I'm a big truth peddler. People don't like that shit, dude. <laughs> they just don't, you know? Um, and I'll give it to you the way it is. I said it to Jay here. I've talked about things about her life and I'm like, this isn't good. Don't do this again. And of course, don't want to hear it. La, la, la. Especially when it comes to like relationships. People don't want to hear anything about relationships. And I, I think I have a really good understanding of what's good. I have rules and principles of engaging in relationships and i'm talking about you know finding a partner uh person to date and i have rules people don't want to hear it because it's hard to listen well, to especially them. cops we're all for the most part alpha it's not even most cops see it's not I even mean, you know, oh yeah what I'm general, saying is yeah. Like, yeah i mean so no you know like i'm a cop nobody tells me what to do i tell myself what to do hey, dude, but dude it's so it's so if you actually took some advice from somebody we have our own version of ourselves. you know dennis benito has a version of me you know, this guy has a version of me. This girl has a version. We, they all have different versions of Rob Ferrero. So if I just listen to what that person is telling me or, or, or you know, trying to relay to me, whatever, does that make me, you know, can I become a better person? Can I maybe do something a little bit different that perhaps, you know, why not listen to it? Yeah, dude. I And people get romantic and defensive of these stories of tickets do mean something, bro. Right. Listen, I get I had a guy. I had a Connecticut State Trooper email me one time or message me on Facebook. And he goes, you know, you're really ragging on tickets a lot. And I go, well, yeah, I am. Because as you're sitting out there playing laser tag with bumpers, I just think about in, in 20, 25 years, how many kids passed by you? They just looked over at you and said, please see me. And now you're too, bu you know, too busy with your, your, your eyes in a scope on a laser, a LIDAR gun, trying to get a good reading and lock it in to really hammer them yeah. down. So if we have that time and you have that option, why are you not choosing the latter option? Why are we not choosing to go out and be cops and stop crime? I said the other day, you're better off in cruising through parking lots 
than being on the highway writing tickets. Sure. If you if you could, you're better off doing that. And I'd say not being on the highway. People say, well, we can show that uh, uh, at this here intersection, we've uh, we've reduced <laughs> traffic. The, uh, the voice. Yeah. And we've just, well, because in my mind, I think about these sure. insecure people. Uh, we've reduced traffic crashes by 18%. It's the presence of the police car that's reduced. It's sure. not the fucking ticket. That people don't even know what you're doing on the side of the road when you, t- you don't know if you're a disabled motor vehicle, if they're helping you, if you're actually getting a ticket. So stop telling yourself this story, right, of, of nonsense. And the truth hurts. And dude, I am so, the truth has served me so well. People say, you can't say things like that. And I'm going to say whatever I feel like I'm saying because it's the truth, not opinion. What's well, been pounded into some of these, you know, these officers, it's been pounded into their heads to write tickets, write tickets, write tickets, where they overlook so many other things because they're just focused on, and don't get me wrong, I understand what it's like to have to, you know, to produce and, 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 and evaluations and, you know, the productivity and what, you know, you have to account, I have to account for my 12 hours. So what you do during those 12 hours, Rob, so you, you, you stop one car, you know, I don't know, some agencies look at it that way, where, okay, if I stop, you need me to write my three or four tickets, no problem, but after that, I'm, I'm going to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the next one, the next one's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's going to go for something. So. Dude, I mean, I remember one time uh, a friend of mine who's, who was a lieutenant time sat me down and he goes, uh, I can do your yearly evaluation. He goes, you've done uh, zero special checks this year. He goes, you he goes, you lead the department in arrests by like double. <laughs> yeah. He goes, but you've done no special checks. I said, and I'm not doing them. He goes, you can't just just put one in here and there. And I went, I'm not doing it. I don't care. Let them write me up. I, I'm not doing it. And he's like, no. I'm like, he's like. If I asked you for a favor just to do, like, you drive past this place, just punch it in. I said, I'll think about it. You know, but it's, it, it's, it's comical that people, uh, what they find valuable is law enforcement. And dude, it comes down to this whole principle of back to how do you get to the top in some places? You know what I mean? It's not because of your ability to understand a lot of things of how it's essentially it's a business, right? Police sure. works a business. Yeah. Dude, what do you do when we have autonomous vehicles? I've been having this thought, right? What do you do for tickets then? <laughs> they're all doing the speed limit, staying within the lane, right? They're gonna, f- yeah. dude. They're gonna fight. The government's gonna fight that because of the revenue generation. I guarantee it. Or they're gonna have to tax it somehow to make That's up for the loss. Yeah, I yeah. never thought of it that way. What are you gonna do? How are you gonna write tickets to people then? I got my uncle in the car last year. I go, yeah, before you, ten years from now, nobody's driving anything. And he's like, oh, I think that's unsafe. I'm like, oh, you think that's unsafe? You got fifty, sixty thousand people die a year because of. What do you get? He's like, well, what if the computer fails? Like, okay, well, take the one over the 60,000 that lost their lives every, probably more than that, dude. Who knows? Um, But that's a, that's a real thing that, that we'll be dealing with as times change and evolve. How, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? Ticket writers, right? Cars don't go any faster than you didn't, than they're allowed to. You can't go, you know, are you going to be able to take control of them? And I, again, I want to go with this, this theoretical thing, but dude, coming down the pipeline, 10, 12 years from now, they're already, they they're got, out there already, dude. They're they're, they're out there. Yeah. Get a Tesla. Yeah. Put your address in. It'll drive you. Yeah. You know, nothing says we're kind of like in that uh, wild wild west stage of it. We don't know what the rules are, and you know, but get a Tesla. <laughs> get the video of the guy. Right? Yeah, he's sleeping behind. He's sleeping behind it. You know, <laughs> we laugh about it now, dude. But it's probably similar to when people were on horses and we're laughing about these cars. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's coming. So, you know, I um, even with the marijuana thing, people. And my hats off to anybody who's trying to do the work. But we're trying to give everybody, continue to remind everybody, have perspective. We're not trying to make you feel bad. I am trying to get under your skin to promote change because I believe in my heart of hearts that it's important that people understand how you're using your time and energy. Because, dude, I did the same thing you did and everybody does when they're new. 
I had a crappy field training experience. I had crappy partners at night. I had a guy, this guy used to ride when he was like 63 years old in patrol midnights. Oh, uh, poor bastard. I think I got, I think I, I was doing some field training with him because my field trainer was out. Uh, and dude, I would hit like speed bumps. He would play Minesweeper in the car. And he's like, <laughs> why do you got to hit every goddamn speed bump? I'm trying to play this game. And this is midnights in a rocking town. And this is what I'm doing. Dude, I mean, the nice guy, funny. If you saw the tactics that he deployed on on at scenes and violent scenes, uh, he was just asking to get shot in the back of the head. I mean, it was just there was just no thought. Even as a farms instructor at my agency, we'd have the old guys come down and dude, they were just like, dude, it's tough working with those guys. And look, when your when your time is up, it's time to go. But you know, and I get some people financially they can't make that move or whatever. But um, you know, I I I tell story like, dude, sometimes I I have to I have to watch the bad guys in the car. I got to watch traffic. I got to listen to my radio and I got to watch the guy that's backing me up. You know, why am I doing that? You know, I talk about having a good backup officer or being a good backup officer where, you know, let, let the investigating officer whoever stopped that car do their thing. But some guys, they just, they never went to training. They never decided to invest in themselves. And all you're doing is creating a liability for the other cops that are out there on the road, trying to do the right thing, trying to do work. And, dude, people can tell themselves the romantic story that I don't get training, I don't get picked, I don't get that. Folks, you have the internet. There's no excuse. We literally give you free stuff all day, all night. And some people are hearing this podcast saying, this is me, this is my calling, this is who I am. And there's a lot of piece of advice that I can't give all in one shot that you guys need to pay attention to what we're saying in the group. And you've got people, you know, most of our instructors, we got, how many years you got on? 14? 15? 14, yeah. You know, everybody here has got 10 plus years on the job. Um, I'd be rolling around to my 20th year now, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, you're no G. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was young when I got, I was 19 when yeah. I got sworn in, dude. I mean, I turned 20 in the academy, but I was a young fella. I was, that was my third, I finished my third police academy by the time I was 24. I was in three police academies in, a, you know, in six months apiece. That's the time to do it, because right now I wouldn't be able to hack any sort of PT, right? <laughs> yeah, a little different at 30, <laughs> at 37, 39 years old, whatever it may be. Um, you can either tell yourself that you need to get trained, you want to become this person, you're, you've accepted that challenge, or you continue to lie to yourself. And people are just comfortable with it. And, and by the way, I'm not trying to convince anybody that need to hear this. This is not what this podcast is for. Nobody makes something for everybody. This podcast, this whole training company, it's not meant for Pete, who his only job is to come in. They don't even want him on a road. Yeah, the the yeah unless you plan on putting together a course for evidence custodians or something. If yeah. that's your job... Yeah, no, yeah. no hate, bro. No, you know, dude, that's listen, all, all good, man. I'm empathetic to a lot of yeah. stuff. I know the guys that have been done dirty by their administrations don't want to do the work anymore. Sure. I get that. Um, you know, or or Pete wants to go and get three construction jobs this week. You know what I mean? That's what he's here for. All we ask is that you show up when we need you to show up. You don't got to go out and be a hard charger. Yeah. But for those who are spending and expending energy, use it appropriately. You know what I mean? Well, dude, you talk about. I mean, you look at the side of every police car, right? Protect and serve. Okay. There, you know, some of us are the protectors. Some of us are only the servers. Either they serve themselves or they're just, you know, the, the guy that, and that's great. I think the balance is if you could do both of those things, if you could protect and serve, yeah, you, you, you're, you're good. You're a good cop. Um, you know, we, sometimes we split that category up. We only find the cops that could serve. Like I said, they could, you know, okay, I wanna, I'm going to go, you know, walk around the school today, which is great. That's a part of police work. Yeah. I understand that. It's important. Yeah. But that's all they're capable of. The protectors, you know, those, you know, that's us. That's those are the guys who go out there. You know, when there's when there's a car chase, like I tell people, you know, yeah, yeah, we're chasing. Yeah, yeah, you know, they get they get all pissed off at me. Yeah, you come through my town, you mess around. Yep, we're going. 
Mm. You know, we're, we're going. I think about if any state's fixable, it's New Jersey. And, and the reason I can say is because our, our pool of candidates is huge. It really is. I mean, everybody's trying to get on the job here compared to other states. Dude, you got other states where <laughs> we did a class in Savannah. We had like 128 people show up for that class. Savannah PD, I don't think they've ever seen somebody get so many people show up. And it wasn't just, they didn't pay a number. It was pay per person. They sent their recruiting crew down there and set up a table with two cops in it in the hallway of this thing. I said, why are you guys doing that? They go, we can't get anybody down here. Nobody, where it's here, there's no, dude, there's no recruiting. You know what I mean? Like, if there's, a, yeah. I mean, I think the state police do it as a, as a show thing. Like, you know, it's like a showy shit, but they get plenty of applicants, dude. You know, when cops are making what they're making here. So this could be fixed because we can begin to really, really employ some good filters to get to the right people. Yeah. You know, it could be fixed. It's a big discussion. I pray in my lifetime to ask me what my thoughts are on how to, how to address some of these issues. Because I'm not just trying to convince people to be proactive, to go out and do the work, to understand the job, that it's a calling, this and that. I, I, want, I want everybody to be safe, right? Like I want everybody to have the right training. Sure. Here's, here's a thought, and I think this is a good one, and I'll argue this to the, right now. This I think it's a great, great idea. Let's get rid of PT. Let's get rid of the unarmed self-defense, and let's make everybody goes to an academy everywhere. Uh, by the time you leave, you'll be a blue belt in jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? You got your PT involved. That rolls right into it. You got 60 sessions, 70 sessions, right, over the over course of five to six months. Why are we not just doing an hour to an hour and a half of Brazilian jiu-jitsu every morning? Right? That's it. Like, well, well and this this conversation I have with people. Well, you know, if you get in a, in a foot pursuit, uh, you could be able to run. Oh, yeah. 94% of these guys are never going to run a day in their life after they leave the academy ever again. 94% are not going to hit a gym. But if you give them the skills to know what it feels like to be in a fight, and know how to make five to 10 valuable moves to restrain somebody. Do you have people, how many cops have been involved in a fight? Like I'm talking about a real fight. Oh, like, not many. You know, I grew up with two brothers. I used to oh, fight okay. every night, man, like putting each other, each other through walls. And, and um, you know, so how many cops have been, you know, have thrown hands? It's not, not many. It's funny you say that because dude, I, we were in the academy, a couple of guys, uh, and the boxing, the bullshit that we did there, you don't got to say that at the academy, fucking stupid shit. Uh, and one of my classmates goes, yeah, nobody wants to fight you or the other guy. I went, why? You know, oh, you guys can fight. I go, I don't even think like we're, we can fight, but like I'm not Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. But compared to everybody else, I'm like, dude, people can't fight. You it's know, scary too, man. That's that's, you know, and I'm not saying I'm, you know, I'm some, you know, but yeah, you know, if if, if we have to handle our business, I think most cops can, you know, but what about those few that can't, you know, what do, what do we do about them? Uh, yeah, you know? dude, like. Give them the give them the sixty sessions of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, sure. right? You can. Yeah, we got twelve academies. How we do that? Make three academies, right? Get three okay. instructors. Uh, take some funding and hire these people. You've got guys and girls who are cops that would be thrilled just to have their name associated with being the instructor at the academy yeah. for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But no, what do we got? Okay, take your ass baton out and hit the bag. Get yeah. back, get back. Rear strike, right? Like, what, what are we doing, dude? Yeah. Like, what are we? What are we friggin' doing at these places? And you want to know why cops? And you see these guys in the field. They're great. The, you ever see those videos? That one video, I just the one that recently came out. Guys fighting them in the street. Three cops all take out their ass batons. One swings, falls to the ground. The other one swings, yeah, he falls to the right. Guys. The other guy flips the other dude. I mean, these guys have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. And and it's a it's a real serious thing. You can't shoot, right? You can't shoot them. Dude, well, that's what we say. It's it's on you to get the training, man. If you you know you have to, 
you know, you're out there for yourself. You know, you have to be out there for yourself. You have to go to you, it, invest in yourself, invest in your training, whether it's at a gym, whether it's with street cop, whether it's whatever, take every course you can learn, absorb, you know, but it's on you, you know, because some of these agencies aren't going to, they don't have the money. Mm-hmm. They don't, they just don't have any interest in it. Um, you know, thankfully, I think the state, I think they do want, I think the state would give us as much training as, as, as we want. They're going to need it, dude. We're going to need I, it. I think, I, and we're going to see it in the next few years. They're going to pump a lot of, tra- you know, then the other problem comes down. Now we're, we're, they're giving us all this training. Great. Thank you. We need it. We want it. Training is great. But then now you, who's going to pay for the training? Time off for the training or time to go to the oh, training. Yeah. That's a problem for a lot of these agencies. So, you know, and then it, it goes back to, well, you know, then it's going to cost, budget's got to go up. But, when we, you know, when we're talking about where it's crumbs. It really is. We had a um, a guy. Well, I'll, I'll say two things. One, I always find it funny that police departments have to settle, um, you know, civil lawsuits on just dumb stuff. And I'll, I'll give you this one. How about the 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 girl years ago? If you remember, this attorney gets pulled over. These two troopers ask her for license registration insurance. And, and by the way, they were rookies. And, uh, they get a complete pass. I know that. I think I've met one of them. And she's like, like, uh, where are you coming from tonight? She's like, well, I'm not answering that. And then they lock her up. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, and she settled out for like seventy grand. And I think we had a course at that time that cost ninety five dollars. That if you would have just implemented that, that would have never happened. You know. Sure. But I'm I'm the lunatic. Except you guys just paid out seventy grand. So for seventy thousand, we could have trained seven thousand troopers on what not to do in those situations. Seven thousand could have been paid. Seven, you could have you could have handed over seventy racks here. You got seven thousand. Been culpability been off. The other thing that I think is so so that's why training is so valuable and important. And there are people at the state police level who are adamantly trying to make this happen. We just heard of another big agency, and I don't want to say that has written a proposal from their training division to start implementing our stuff to their cops. And I'll tell you off, Mike, because I don't want to reveal anything and have somebody run back like a little fucking bitch that people are like, <laughs> oh, did you hear that the, 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 he knows that they're looking to get you guys to train that you know, so and so this and that like, you know, these little fucking Marys. Yeah. That that exists everywhere. Little rat fuck, and I, I don't know Tell how, me how you really feel. Come yeah, on. no, I, I just get it. I never understood a guy who acted like that or a girl act like I just don't get it. Yeah, you know, like uh, anyway, I think about this one this morning. I was in the shower. I do most of my thinking. I had this guy shocker. Yeah, <laughs> I had this guy, uh, and I'm gonna tell you one other thing. I had this guy who became a sergeant, an idiot, just an absolute idiot. Became a sergeant, and he should start showing my job. I'm getting calls for like window broken. I got to go do the service for it. You know, I'm in the guy living room just writing on my clipboard. Here he comes walking in. What's up? Hey, everything good? Yeah, I'm taking a report for a broken window on a car. Yeah, you need anything? Why are you in this guy's... Dude, like, people are like, why is this guy here? I'm like, oh, this fucking loser. This is a guy who has no idea what he's doing, gets chevrons, and... Uh, hey, they, they they get through the cracks, too. You know, And I, and I get it. And, and some of them get up to the top. Yeah, um, I'm glad he didn't. Know. He's gone, that guy. I mean, but, but an idiot. I mean, what an idiot. Embarrassing, to be honest, when yeah. you have this guy showing up and doing the things that he's doing. But... We had a, um, we have trademark attorneys. I don't know if I've ever told you what we paid for trademark attorneys. I'll tell you off camera. Sure. I, I mean, I'll, I'll just real do 10 racks just for the retainer fee. And I'm, and I'm sure. beyond that in the past seven months that we're working with them for the trademark and copywriting stuff to protect all this stuff, protect the integrity of everybody's training products, all that stuff. Hours and hours and hours. It's $6.50 an hour, right? I have two attorneys working. Um, and they're police friendly. They like, like the cops. So this guy who's one of them, he's out of Washington. He said, you know what the most impressive thing to me is? I go, what? He goes, you guys, you cops, like you don't make a lot of money, but guys are still going and paying for themselves to go to training. 
They're using their vacation time to get better at this job because nobody does that. I said, well, when the job depends on you saving a life or losing yours, you take the time to invest in it. You know, this, this kind of, this podcast episode almost sound like a pitch, but it's not. It's the truth. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, you got to invest in yourself. It's every single penny. I mean, it's funny because we, you know, um, you know, we get our, our uniform allowances for, uh, for work and, and, um, you know, some of that sometimes, you know, you can use it towards your uniform, whatever, you know, some guys apply towards training, you know, whatever, whatever it takes, you know, you have to do it. It's, it's, and like I said, it's just not, I talked about this the other day with my guys. I go, do you guys know what to do um, for someone who's protesting on private property? Are they allowed to be there? What's, nobody knows that. I mean, you ask some, half these sergeants, these road supervisors, hey, is this person allowed to be on this? Per-? Yeah, yeah, they have to make a reasonable accommodation for this person to protest if it's private property, as long as they don't block, you know, no, do we talk about that? No, but how many incidents do we see that start like that, that turn into a use of force, that turn into maybe a, a deadly force situation because some cop didn't know what to do, went up to this person, told them they can't be there. When they were lawfully allowed to be there, they were lawfully, there's a guy going around New Jersey now who's, who's uh, he carries a, a big portable PA and he starts preaching. Is he allowed to be there? Yeah. Yeah, unless you have an ordinance for, you know, an amplifying machine, which some towns do. He was in our town. You know, he, some, some agencies are, hey, you, you got to beat it. And the guy's filming it. He's openly filming it. He has someone else filming from another location, you know, from a distance. And, you know, he's, is he, you know, getting ready to go ham on everybody and sue every town that told him, hey, you can't preach the gospel on the street corner. Yeah, he can. But we don't, we don't learn that in the police academy. We don't learn that in service training. Should we, should we get it? Yeah, absolutely. Should the state maybe you know, uh, send something down the pipeline for that. Yeah. But it's on you to learn that, you know, open up the book, flip through the pages, see what's out there. Kind of falls back on us <laughs> yeah. as a company. And you know what? That's, I've realized that people aren't going to do the research themselves. It's just not. No. So we're the cheat sheet, right? We're the steroids, right? You can either go to the gym and learn it all yourself for the last 20 years, or you can show up and stick a needle in your ass and get jacked real quick. <laughs> and we're the needle we're in the ass. Putting it, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, we're the steroids of, uh, of police education and, Dude, I got to tell you, even case law knowledge, knowledge like that, it is a, leave, a living, breathing, eating machine. If you stop watering the garden, you're going to start getting real rusty sure. real fast. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude, I, uh, I have to start polishing. I haven't taught New Jersey case law in I don't, you know, a year. So I've got a class coming up on the 11th, followed by the 13th. Uh, I've been following anything that's come out that's been real, you know, has changed anything, really not much. Uh, but I have to go back in and read probably 10 hours of case law to get fresh and to feel like I'm comfortable enough to be giving advice, you know, and when you, when you're an instructor, transparency is key, but it also opens you up for criticism. So they're going to do anything they can. Your haters, you don't get people that send my training that don't want to be there. You know, probably yours a little more niche people who want to be there. Probably 99% of them want to be there. I doubt that you get a lot of guys who don't want to be there. Here's, Maybe. here's what happens in my training. They send their good guys. They come back. They're great. Right. So they go, oh, okay, we took the good guy. We made him great. Let's take the worst guy. Let's get him good. But you can't. You nah. can't make the worst guy. I'm not Jesus. The you know C I mean? player. We don't, yeah, you can't make that Oh, C dude, this is like, these are like the, the F team. Yeah. I mean, these are, these are some, I get some brutal people. But you know what, dude? I'm empathetic to it. And I don't, you got to work with the cards you've been dealt. Some people just don't have the intelligence to be a, a proficient cop. And we know that. Um, and, and the last thing I want to say before, because I think we're going to wrap up soon. It's never malicious, dude. These cops don't do things out of malicious intent. It's a lack of training. It's all it is. It's a lack of training. It's never malicious intent. It's a, it's, it's a lack of knowledge. So when you see these videos, cops are like, give me your name. Like, well, I don't have to give my name. It's like, yes, you do. You know, like that's that other baiting thing. Yeah. They don't know that you don't know how to, nobody's told them. 
And I always, I say this repeatedly, I always found an agency interesting that um, would send their cops to a police academy that served them no, no importance, gave them to a field trainer that was a mope, and then put them out into the field. And when they did the job and were intentionally trying to do it right, but screwed it up, they get suspended yeah. for it. So where's the responsibility at, administration? You know what I mean? You want your guys to do the job, but you give them no tools how to do it. You should have known better. Well, listen, homeboy, you've been here for 19 years. This cat's three weeks out of the academy, two weeks out of field training. What a guy show him to get half price egg sandwiches. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, what do you what do you think you're getting at it? Yeah, I, 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 and I say this, I never forget. Uh, and I, I've told the story thousands of times. Uh, I don't say thousands, many times. Uh, when we were new, a couple years into it, they had a lot of new people, 200 man agency. And uh, the captain came down and she goes, the chief is not happy with the with people who've been, you know, the new cops, not happy with what he's seeing. And I said, well, that's because your field trainers are 62 years old, yeah. 31 years in patrol, miserable. They do the money runs. They do the, the funeral escorts. So she goes, what's your solution? I go, give them to the guys of two and three years on that are out here trying to do this job and having fun and, and, and catching bad guys. And, and so I, I, and I always laugh because I gave a list of, she goes, well, give me 10 names. I'll bring it to the chief. So I gave 10 names, including mine was number 20. <laughs> yeah. Well, mine was, mine was number 10 and nine field trainers came out of it. You know, so you know who, who didn't get chosen. Yeah. It was yours truly. Uh, but I didn't care, dude. I also didn't give a shit. It's like the same canine conversation. Hey, I think we should have a dog. Well, who, and, and this this smirky look on their face. Oh yeah. Well, who you think supposed to have? Who you think should have the dog? And I named somebody else. I said that guy's got to have the dog. They go, oh, they don't. You don't want the dog? I go, I don't want a fucking dog. I'm <laughs> dog shit all night, dude. Not even that, but like, I'm never at home. I'm a young bachelor. Yeah. I'm out. I'm partying. I'm at clubs. I got all these women. You know, like, I don't want to be getting called at three in the morning. Yeah, I'm never gonna come out. I'm gonna be half in a bag. You know what I mean? So like, you can't. Uh, you know, don't give me the dog. I'm the I'm the wrong guy for the dog. I, yeah, I need cars that get sniffed here and there, but I'm not the guy. I don't even like dogs. I have a dog now. I, I, my wife always says to me, "Do you love him?" I said, oh, "I like him." You know? Yeah. I'm not fucking not. Not always. This other guy loves dogs. So give him something else before we leave. We'll wrap up, dude. Uh, you know, um, I always talk about uh, you know. It's, it, well, Tommy puts it pretty you know, pretty well. Uh, Tom Rizzo, uh, the ROI, return on investment, man. Um, you know, invest. You know, for the administrators who may be listening to this, invest in training. You know, invest in your employees. Um, and then to the you know to the guys and girls listening, um, you know, I, I, some people I get flack for what I'm about to say next, but um, you know, I really don't care uh, because it's a truth. And, and um, you know, our job, we, you know, and, and we've had this this discussion before. Um, you're not going to win all the time. We try to win as much as we can. You try to educate yourself. You try to you know don't beat yourself up if you lose. If you get beat on a traffic stop. Learn for the next time. You know, like I, t I tell people, I end my class with, I love losing. People are like, what do you mean? You love losing? Yeah. Yeah, I love losing because you know what? I'm not going to get beat next time. I am going to win next time, guaranteed, because I just got beat on that. Uh-uh-uh. You ain't going for two, two, to, two for two on me, buddy. But, you know, it, you have to believe in yourself and don't be afraid to lose. If you lose, it's fine. Just come back out swinging next time. Yeah, don't lay in bed at night and... All day. Dude, every day. I mean, I could pick out cars right now and I could be like, yep, I'm, yeah, that's got something in it. And then, you know, I'll stop another car or whatever and I'm like, damn, something was up, you know. Don't let it keep it, you up at night, you it, know. It's the name of the game, man. It's the, that's the job. We get beat. But I ain't going to, you know, I'm going to try and win a lot more than I lose, but 
it, it happens. I think we win a lot more than we lose, too. Yeah. yeah. You know. Anyway, well, listen, it's been a great time. We are uh, going to wrap this up. Rob Ferrero, streetcop.com, the Street Cop Training Facebook group. If you're not in it, we have an Instagram page. We have an Instagram Leo page for law enforcement only. If you want to take Rob's class, it probably is one of those profound classes in law enforcement. People are blown away by it. I get I get a lot of messages, but I always get this one. I took Rob's class on the on-demand thing online. Dude, it was insane. I didn't know how good he was. You know, In class, we get rave reviews on his training. And, and to be honest with you, to be fair to all the instructors, we do get rave reviews on everybody's courses. But something about Rob's class that really brings a lot of magic. Um, and he just thought level. I love sitting through it, dude, and hearing the things that you figured out. It's, it's actually bonkers. And it'll make you a better cop. And uh, again, this wasn't a, a, an opportunity for us to advertise for street cop training, but the product is there. That's what it's for. Without further ado, glad to have Rob here. Good friend of mine. He's a good guy. Uh, real brings a lot of good parts of our culture to the company. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Be safe. Be well.